Hello and welcome to At First Glance, a podcast where we take a glance at movies, television, comic books, anime, and let you know if it's worth a second. I am your host, Jeremy, joined by... Brian Powers. And today, we are talking about a Marvel film, of course, because Brian is here and we love to butt heads. I am the Marvel guy. And if you want to know my full name, um, my name is Jeremy D.C. McKinley. And I am Brian MCU Powers. Hey. (laughs) Represent. <laughs> All day. Represent, represent. So we're talking about Marvel's newest film, The Eternals. Uh, or just Eternals. Eternals. Uh, not yeah. The Eternals. Uh, directed by Chloe Zhao, that's her name. And uh, she's only had like one film so far under her belt, right? Or is it more than Nomadland? Um, she might have had others than Nomadland, but like everyone knows her because of Nomadland. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not exactly sure what her other films are. It's one of the few times a movie hasn't, a movie's like, was sold on the director, even though the average, the average person has no idea who that person right. is. So you're like, I mean, I, I know because I'm a movie guy, so I've heard that, like, you know, I heard about Nomadland and this and that, and so I was like, all right, I mean, I, I didn't see it, but I so, know certain people like so it. So she had two other films. Mm-hmm. Um, 2015's Songs My Brother Taught Me. Mm-hmm. Never heard of it. Never heard of it. Um, 2017, The Writer. Mm-hmm. Also, never heard of it. <laughs> well, there you go. Well, she, Brian, you have a you have a phrase whenever we talk about Marvel directors that haven't been in the game that long, but are given you know you know hundreds of millions of dollars for a blockbuster. What's your phrase on that again? I don't remember. I think it's get them cheap. Right? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> get them cheap. Get them early. Get them cheap. Yeah, because no, they don't like to really hire a lot of big name directors for the room. They like to hire, you know, like, get them young to where they can't really, like, throw their weight around about what they want to do and stuff mm-hmm. to a point. Uh, but that being said, uh, this one is a, you know, we're, you know, we're after the big end game, the Thanos, all that stuff. Now Marvel's trying to give all the way, way, way lesser known characters uh, some love. We just had Shang-Chi, Black Widow, finally got her own movie. I mean, that's a crime within itself. That it, Very true. That it took after it took her to die, and they were like, "Oh wait, let's go back and let's tell a story about her before she died." Which I think very much hurt that movie. You think? <laughs> <laughs> it should have dropped after Winter Soldier. Not, oh, absolutely. Yeah, like when she was at the pinnacle of just you know being in the spotlight. But that being said, we're gonna talk about the Eternals here. This is actually a creation from uh, Jack Kirby, who before doing this. Uh, was at DC doing uh, the New Gods, which is you know characters like Darkseid and stuff that you see in, uh, in in DC, and then they pulled him off of that, and, and he couldn't do any more New or New Gods and and, uh, and, the, and the people of Apocalypse. So he was at Marvel, but basically wanted to keep doing some kind of celestial, some type of some type of like cosmic god type storyline. So he created uh, the Eternals. And they're like they're very very not well known. Like their their books are not sold a lot. I mean I know of them, but that's about it. Like they're kind of like in things where if there's if there's a grand like all the books encompassing like one grand event, then they'll show up. But they're but like they're not the people that everyone's like ooh the Eternals. You know like even me with my stacks of comics are just like who? So yeah, that's how I was. <laughs> I was like Eternals. Icarus? Yeah. You mean the guy who flies Super close to the sun? <laughs> that's, all I, that's all I knew. Oh, they definitely go there. <laughs> oh, they do, and I love it. 
They're just like, come on, we got to do it, guys. Come on. You got to. The writers are writer, like, I got to do it. That easy button is right there. <laughs> <laughs> to basically break the story down before we hop into it, and there will be spoilers. We're just going to... There's no way to do it without it. There's no way to do it without it. But basically... Uh, it basically just kind of tell the story of time itself. Like, <laughs> so, so if you are in any way religious and are offended by them just saying, you know what, it wasn't God; it was celestials that just birthed all life. Oh yeah! <laughs> if you're if you're religious, you might not like this movie. Yeah, and I, and I am, and that didn't even bother me. I was like, all right, sure. Yeah, but it was, but it it, it felt very. Michael Bay Transformery where every movie they kept going back further in time to like, like yes. Transformers were here during World War Two. They were actually here during like like during World War One. They were here during the during King Arthur and the Knights of the Round Table. It's like it keeps going further and further back, but you're like, Okay, that's just Redcon time itself. And, right. And so they uh, basically the celestials create mankind and they need to birth celestials from planets. And so they plant a seed there and then they Basically, have human have intelligent life grow there, but they need the Eternals to protect them from the Deviants in order to have um, mankind grow. Because it, there needs to be enough intelligent life on a planet for a celestial to be birthed from the planet. Yeah, itself. to enough to feed off of, I guess. Yeah, it's very we are the world, Michael Jackson. Right? Yeah, <laughs> very. <laughs> We're all gonna hold hands like at the end of what's that movie? Us. Us. Yes. <laughs> But instead of like making a statement, no, everyone yeah. just dies. <laughs> it's just the end of Cabin in the Woods, yes. where the giant fist comes out of the ground and we're all screwed. Yes. So uh, basically, you got the Eternals here, and uh, they kind of hop back and forth in time from when they started doing their things to now, and uh, we're just gonna hop into it. Uh, let's start, uh, just, I guess, before we even hop into good, bad, or in the in-between, uh, what, what were your general thoughts watching this movie? Um, in general, you know, this is one of those movies that is um, noted as the, the, has the lowest score on Rotten Tomatoes oh, yeah, of, of, of the MCU, so naturally I was like, ooh, I have to see this because there's a lot, there's some crap. With mm-hmm. with the MCU, mm-hmm. um, and so I was just really interested, and I was expecting it to be really bad. Mm-hmm. But actually, there's a lot of good stuff in this movie. I think there's a lot of not great stuff in this movie, but in my opinion, the good outweighs the bad. Interesting. Um, it's gonna be it's gonna be a really weird podcast, Brian, because I um kind of agree with you. Oh. <laughs> What? Oh, I'm clutching my chest right now. Uh, Pulling his pearls like like Martha Wayne right now. I I might have a heart attack right now. After the podcast. After the podcast. After the podcast. podcast. Oh my goodness. I know. I know. Because in this one, and I kind of just went in, like, it's also like I went in knowing all this. So I was like, my expectations were like, let's see. Yeah. Let's see. Exactly. Let's see. I mean, if it's that bad, because there's like... Thor the Dark World, mm-hmm. which I actually don't think is as bad as everyone says, but like Iron Man 2, mm-hmm. those I think are like the bottom of the barrel. Mm-hmm. And I was like, worse than those? <laughs> okay, right. at least this will be fun. Right. Let's do it. Let's and then I watched it, I was like, I'm, uh, did you guys watch the same movie I did? I mean, I can't defend its problems. It's no, 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 it's got problems. 
But it has for sure. But it has some grand ideas that I feel like are fun to watch. I don't know. Yeah, know. and it's ambitious. It is very ambitious. Maybe a little there were, too there, ambitious. There were uh, I, I don't know. There were moments that were kind of so dark that I was like, did a DC writer sneak in? <laughs> And Zack Snyder, where are you? Yeah, right. And I was like, well, no, because it wasn't just dark moments. Yeah, it yeah, was yeah. like dark moments that weren't cut by humor. Yeah. Because, you know, like like Marvel just can't help let a moment sit if it's dark. Like, if the audience isn't laughing, they're not mm-hmm. having a good time. Like, sometimes shit just needs to be sad for a minute. And Marvel t- has a habit of, like, undercutting those moments sometimes. Very true. And in this, they don't. So I'm like less pulled out of it by jokes yeah in this one there are jokes and actually for me pretty funny Mm -hmm. but it felt like it more balanced the darkness rather than undercut it Mm -hmm. and that's a very like it can be a tight rope to Mm -hmm. walk sometimes and like you said most time marvel is on the bad side of that but on this this time that levity actually kind of kept me interested not kept me interested but just like i said balanced it a little yeah, bit balanced it, yeah mm-hmm. so let's uh, let's just hop into the good first uh what's the first thing you got um speaking of the comedy kumail nanjiani mm-hmm. i mean i've followed him for a long time i love the big sick um i love the um what was it like the bash brothers or something brothers bash it was on like tnt or whatever he played a a agoraphobic Mm -hmm. like researcher it was like a lawyer show Mm -hmm. so i go way back with kumail nanjiani i love him he's a a hipster with this guy he's like i was out there before he was popular yeah yeah i'm totally a kumail hipster um he is hilarious in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I love, like I said, it really balanced the heavy themes. Um, he just was just kind of a, a breath of fresh air at times. Um, and I, in his, his um, scenes, I really haven't laughed as much in Marvel than I did when he was on screen in a long time. Well, it's funny because normally when you have a team, especially this big, mm-hmm. it's just the thing that Marvel does. Everybody has to have one-liners. Yeah. And so it kind of makes them not stand out because everybody, like, if everyone's the funny one, then no one is. You know right. What I mean? And this is very much, he's the only one that's really the one dropping one-liners. But at the same time, they worked for me because it's to his character and it's not just yeah. it, it doesn't feel like he's looking at the audience like the audience needs to laugh right now yeah and I just and they put it it wasn't just quips they put in every fabric of his character yeah. like he he's been around for what like 7,000 years mm-hmm. and he's a Bollywood star mm-hmm. and how does he get around the fact that he doesn't age he he tells everyone okay mm-hmm. it's been a little bit too long people are noticing I'm not getting older it's my son it's now my son, and yeah. then my grandson yeah. <laughs> and then my great grandson He's got the longest Bollywood Hollywood legacy in history. Exactly. And then he, um, uh, you know, he might have a different hairdo. Like, there's a mustache, and they show you a row of posters and everything. Mm -hmm. It was just so funny. He was just like, yeah, that's how how I did it. Yeah, I I laughed. I put down in my notes here, I laughed twice in this movie, but they were, like, legitimate. And I feel like they were purposely trying to be. Yeah. And and when one was... One was when he's uh, trying to like 
talk, talk to Sprite about like, oh, you really look like Peter Pan, and and, and you actually, uh, and you know, Tinkerbell liked Peter mm-hmm. and stuff like that, and this and that, and then like you like, did you get that? And you like see the guy in the background, he's like, yeah, I got it, sir, and he's like, we're with with the camera. <sighs> That, and then when he kills a deviant, and he says, did you get that? He's like, yes, sir. And you just hear him off in the distance being like, yeah, I got the shot. <laughs> yeah, and speaking of that, mm-hmm. since I'm just going to go with one more that I have since you mentioned him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Karun was uh, the name of the character. It was his human valet. His Alfred. His Alfred, which they name-checked like, mm-hmm. in the movie. Mm-hmm. He's played by Harish Patel. Mm-hmm. I think he was a scene-stealer in this mm-hmm. movie. That guy was hilarious. He even had like a couple of like serious moments mm-hmm. uh, where you kind of really felt where he was coming from, but he was kind of yeah that that um, I wouldn't say straight man, but he, he played into Kumail Nanjiani's character. He, he played off him well. If this if if this were Captain Planet, he would be heart. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. And being that like you know they're all you know eternal. Time is whatever to them. Yeah. You know what I mean? When you live forever, time is it, it, it loses its value, right? Mm-hmm. And for him, he's like, I'm, "This is my like life has value to me because I, I like I will die, you know, at some point in time." So you know, like live not living forever makes you appreciate shit more. And so like him, like him being that you know that character that ha- travels with them for a while at least and kind of grounds them, lets them know that yeah, shit's worth fighting for. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So I'm. I've never seen this actor before, but I was a big fan of him. Like I said, I, I felt like he was a scene stealer. Mm-hmm. So go ahead. What do you mm-hmm. got? So I'm going to talk about this subject here of free will versus absolute peace. Ooh. You know what I'm talking about here? Oh, yeah. So we got this... Uh, I, f- I, f- I forgot the character's name, but one of the Celestials is essentially Professor Xavier from the X-Men. Truig. Truig, yeah. And and like I just connect him to like someone I know with their powers, because he can basically just control people's minds. Mm-hmm. And they can do whatever he wants. And he, every time mankind breaks out into a fight, he's like, I just want to make them stop. Like the ultimate adult, you just want to make the kids stop fighting, right? But they're never going to learn to you know work through their conflict if you just make them stop fighting against their own will. And that's a, I feel like that's an interesting struggle. When you're given this weird task of, like, you need to help them, you know, thrive and live long and, popu- and populate the planet. At the same time, they're killing each other, but you're being told not to do anything. Mm-hmm. And although the intents were nefarious by the bad guy up top, just knowing the bigger picture that, like, you know, warfare, you know, breeds, you know, medical breakthroughs. Yeah. Which, you know, which eventually leads to longer last, like, uh, longer life expectancy, which leads to more people, bigger populations and stuff. There's some truth to there, right? That you can't just, like, even with good intent, you can't just, like, helicopter mom the planet. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> Where, like, there's going to be no growth. They, they, like, you know, they're never going to learn any lesson. If you get, like, he has his own little, like, Amish village that he just controls, which I thought was kind of creepy. It was kind of like a cult. Yeah, it was, super, <laughs> it, was, it was super creepy. Yeah. And I was, I get where he's coming from. He Like, he's kind of, like, above it all at the same time. I feel like, you know, there's a point where he'd see slavery and go, and look at him, and maybe look at himself and go, maybe, maybe I'm not doing this right. <laughs> Because that's essentially what he's doing, yeah. but I guess, but 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 I guess Marvel doesn't want to go that deep with it. Yeah, and it doesn't really even like like they kind of t- t- like get into it a little bit, saying that you can't play God and this and that, control everybody. But at the same time, it's never it's never really fully challenged and gotten gotten the nitty gritty of it. Mm-hmm. But but I did like that it was it was talked about and it was it was a struggle. And 
again, I like these kind of I like these kind yeah. of like these kind of debates. They're, yeah, they're, they're interesting. Here. And going along with that, it was also what does it mean to be human? Mm-hmm. And and you know, you take away the bad side of us, you also don't have the good side. You know, they kind of once again balance each other a little bit and. Um, that he and that character actually learns that by the end that if if you take away and give them all peace, well, you're give you know they no longer have free will and they're no longer human. Yeah, I used to I used to say this. Um, without free will, love has no gravity. Ooh, right. Like if if someone gives you a gift, but there's a gun to their head at ever at, at all hours of the day, does the, the gift has no? There's nothing special about the gift. Mm-hmm. Like there's like there, you're not gonna be like, oh, you shouldn't have. It's like no, I really couldn't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> and so and so yeah, I just really love that idea. So that's uh, definitely what stood out for me. What else you got? Yeah, I mean, I'm going uh, philosophical as well because this movie is very, mm-hmm. very philosophical. Oh, they ponder some shit. <laughs> oh, they sure do. For me, it's choosing humanity over a higher being mm-hmm. with maybe a grand design. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of, in, and it also kind of goes into like how dangerous, dangerous it can be to have like a blind, unwavering faith. Mm-hmm. In a powerful entity, mm-hmm. that was fascinating for mm-hmm. me as someone who's not religious mm-hmm. and someone who just thinks a lot differently than than maybe the majority. I would say it gave me some of those themes and uh, those big questions uh, that you just don't see in movies in general, and definitely not in Marvel movies. Oh, definitely not Marvel. Movies. <laughs> it's, it's popcorn. You, yeah, yeah. And I was like, hold on, I'm watching a Marvel movie, and we're kind of talking about religion and like in just that whole big sphere right now Mm -hmm. what like this is this is amazing yeah yeah it it tackled some some really big things and you know um also kind of goes into how we need to put our faith in each other in order to um overcome our failings yeah it it also felt like i guess because since we're going on the grand idea yeah yeah yeah. i want to go into mine and my mine was about sacrificing the planet for the sake of galaxy. Yeah. Which is a very, you know, very Spock, Star Trek, needs the many, uh, when needs, needs the few. few. And you're like, and when when asked that question, right, you're just like, oh yeah, we're all gonna, like, he's gonna kill an entire planet. And you're like, that's horrible. But then you're like, but without that, you don't have other galaxies of life. And you're like, I, well, are you willing to just say like, uh, yeah, I, like that's an interesting conundrum where, where normally it's just like, I'm gonna kill all thing for something that's more selfish, I guess. Right. It's not. It's not just a straight good versus evil. No. It, it's more ideological, mm-hmm. and like both have very valid arguments. Mm-hmm. Both are willing to fight um, for their ideology, minus one character, mm-hmm. and the agnostic. The agnostic, <laughs> yes, and. Um, yeah, it's just not like, oh, you're a bad guy. You're a good guy. It's like, they both got a point. I, I, I see your points. Yeah. It's, it's definitely like those experiments where you're just like, what would you do? And it's like, there's no, it's it's definitely not a t- typical Marvel movie. Stop the bad guy. You know, you know, Hydra's wrong. Captain America's right. It's, I mean, yeah. I mean, that's an obvious one, right? You know, you're just like, of course. Like, the, yeah. You don't think two seconds where you're like, yeah, of course. But when you watch this one, you're like, 
Would you prevent the existence of like galaxies worth of, of life just to save one planet worth of life? Especially when that's your job. I mean, I, I, especially when, I mean, that's, I mean, they're designed to do that. So, I mean, that, I mean, that goes more into the, like the negative thing where mm-hmm. like, you're kind of like, you're kind of a weird designer if you created these things. Right. People. If, you want the, if you want this outcome, this may not be yeah. the kind of employees yeah. you need. Not quite uh, intelligent design. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But yeah, I just like that. I just like that question. Well, that and really the... I, I guess there's a bad guy... Sort of with Arishem, I guess, mm-hmm. kind of, but not once again, not really. Mm-hmm. Um, but in, instead, the strife, the conflict is between the Eternals mm-hmm. themselves. Mm-hmm. Battle, they're not teaming up like the Guardians of the Galaxy were teaming up up against Ronan mm-hmm. to to stop him. It's no, we think this. Uh, the others think that, mm-hmm. and we've got to battle it out between yeah, it's, yeah, it's, the it's, two sides it's, of it. Between their all all their own ideology, because they exactly. break apart because of their own ideologies at the Absolutely. same time, too. And so, you know, again, you had Icarus and you had uh, Ajax, and they were both kind of on the same train. And then Ajax kind of was like, ah, I guess people, there's kind of something worth fighting for here. And Icarus is like, ah, well, boss, you told me. <laughs> This was the plan. Yeah. And um, if there's one thing I'm not, is a, it is a quitter. He sure isn't. <laughs> no. What were your ideas on our thoughts on the characters? The characters, um, I definitely, when you have the amount of characters mm-hmm. that you have in this, because I think we have, what, like 10 or 12 mm-hmm. main characters. That is a lot, all new to us. Mm-hmm. I like them for the most part. I did feel like a few got, like, the short shrift, which it, is yeah, kind of have it, it, to it, it, in this type of movie. It's going to happen. Also, they spin, like... This movie's like two and a half hours, yeah. and they spend like an hour and 45 minutes just getting the band back It's together. true. <laughs> like, I checked my phone, it was like an hour and 45, I'm like, the whole team isn't even together yet. No. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, this is taking its time. I'm like, like y'all gotta fight something at the end, right? Like, right. I, I know, it's tomorrow from there's gonna be a big fight at the end. Yeah. And for me, what I, I guess what I put with it, and, and this more this is more in my midsection, is I put mm-hmm. that the characters lack overall personality. Yeah. But they have for the most part clear motivations. And so like I, I and so I guess when you have that many characters you kinda have to um and you can and you don't have the um the luxury of a TV show to flesh everybody else out. Mm-hmm. You kinda have to substitute ideals for like deep like personality traits because you just can't give yeah. everybody like their fair due in a two and a half hour movie which is which is why for me their lack of personality for the most part didn't bother me as long as I could know where they were coming from just in a clear way yeah and and for a lot of them the stuff that I did get mm-hmm. I was like ooh I like that mm-hmm. like you know like Makari mm-hmm. that was one of the ones I felt that she was a little short shifted a bit but like what she was in mm-hmm. was fantastic and, mm-hmm. and the actress Lauren Ridloff fantastic mm-hmm. deaf actress um, amazing and uh, yeah she, and I'm like excited to see more from her dude she beats some ass in this movie yeah she does <laughs> I guess it's also that thing of like characters that can't talk but do badass things generally end up at the top of my list of things I like in most things because they can't really say dumb lines, you know what I mean? So I don't remember them ever saying anything dumb because they don't talk. Right. But uh, they do some 
they do some stuff with her that's just like that was when you get to unload an Icarus I'm just gonna say it, it yeah was, it was a sign to behold <laughs> oh it was great and um I like her better than the Flash by far mm-hmm. <laughs> not that we always have to go DC and Marvel mm-hmm. but like in terms of the effects in mm-hmm. terms of like how they used her um in terms of even the little bit of the character that we got in terms of the acting altogether I like her a lot more than uh, uh flash in general and we barely got any of her so that makes me very excited yeah for I, the future I, I compare the two I mean, uh, yeah. I mean they're both super fast uh, right guess, and that's and, about it and, but and, 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 like and that's about it I mean different yes but I, I did like her a lot and I, mm-hmm. thought, I thought she was great and I don't know this is this is also one of those like kind of dips on the other side I'm like I don't know what evolutionary advantage there is to being deaf but I guess it just I feel like I feel like that part more just checked like a box of like diversity which is fine but I just mm-hmm. if, if your job is to protect people I feel like not being able to hear could like I don't see how that's an advantage when you're spoke when your job is to fight these things I guess but I don't know but that being said I thought she was I thought she, I thought she was cool as hell yeah absolutely uh other things I love uh, uh, let me think. What else did I got here? Oh, wow. One of my things. Um, so the, the whole idea with Thena that I thought was super cool, mm-hmm. which was the whole idea, because you're like, oh, why does her mind crumbling? Because you're thinking, why would he make these things that, like, their mind crumbles from just, like, a few thousand years of memories, if that's their job on every planet, right? If You know, if their job on every planet is to live for a good 7,000 years until the population had gotten to where it needs to be, and then they, you know, when a, a celestial is born... Why is Hermione the only one that's crumbling from, like, thousands of years of memory while everyone else seems to be fine? And then with the reveal that, like, hers was defected where, like, she has all... Her memories. All the memories from all the thousands of times that they've done... Thousands, if not millions of times that, like, they've done this. I like that. I like that idea. And that she was kind of this volatile wild card that would sometimes, like, turn on them in mid-battle at the most inconvenient times. I think they say that <laughs> at one point. It's like, oh, perfect timing right, exactly. <laughs> for this to happen. Yeah, um, yeah, I like that, too. It kind of gets into a little bit of, like, the mental health issues mm-hmm. and things as well without being, like, too heavy-handed with mm-hmm. it. I think they did that very deftly. Um, so, I, yeah, I love that as well. Yeah, and Angelina Jolie, I thought he was great. I, I haven't seen her be good yeah. in a while. Like, she's always Angelina Jolie. She's always going to be a star. But I haven't, like, oh, I'm enjoying seeing her every time she's mm-hmm. on screen. And I really enjoy seeing her on screen again. Yeah, and she's one of those characters that didn't get, like, a ton. Mm-hmm. But with what she was given, mm-hmm. she did that's, a lot. That's what you, but that's what that's what heavy hitter actors can do. Oh, absolutely. They can do a lot with little. That, like, that's why you get Angelina Jolie for this role. Yeah, and I, uh, I think she killed it. Uh, do you got anything else? Yeah, I also really love the visual style, the mm-hmm. cinematography. Mm-hmm. Have, you, have you seen uh, Nomadland? I haven't, no. Okay, so sweeping visuals, breathtaking cinematography. Mm-hmm. That's kind of like her calling card, mm-hmm. uh, Chloe Zhao. It's no different here, especially during like the flashback scenes uh, in the distant past is... At some points, it almost looks like an oil painting. At other points, it's just like Jack Kirby craziness Mm -hmm. come to life Mm -hmm. um, right in front of your eyes. It is beautiful, fantastic to look at. And along with like the the themes of Mm -hmm. it, it just makes it for a real 
potent combination. Yeah, I can I compare it to something like uh, the Grand Vigils I see in like Ridley Scott movies. Yeah, that's a good. Co- yeah, that's where, a good comparison. You know, like even though I didn't like it, like the Vigils and something like Prometheus, I, you know, where it just sh- shit feels grand. Yes, and, and I just watched. Uh, I just seen Dune too, and so I'm, I'm and so this is another like grand sci like sci fi mm-hmm. epic type thing. But yeah, I thought the Vigils were definitely um, different for Marvel because. Mm-hmm. As uh, you know, much as I enjoy some of their films, like I don't know if you've ever like seen people talk about it, but they do talk about how their their uh, their visual, their color palette, I guess, is uh, is a little bland at times. You know, you watch, oh yeah, like even though everyone loves the airport fight, the visual color palette. I mean, if you just look at it from a painting, it's not as pretty as like that great circular shot in like a uh, Ultron when you see them all fighting. Yeah, in that circle, and that that was like a splash page out of a like out of a comic. Oh book, right? yeah, absolutely. and you could pause it in any shot, and that's like that's beautiful. But then there are certain shots where you watch it, like with the Russos, which I love their stuff, but that realistic stuff, it doesn't. It doesn't say grand, you know what I mean? Like, 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 like it doesn't say oil painting. It says yeah. like it's, it's it's more like born identity type thing where it's not meant to look that way. It's more it's meant more to look like real things, I guess. So yeah, um, I also uh, going back to like the characters a little bit. I did like when they did have their like interpersonal moments um, and interaction between each of them. Mm-hmm. Um, you could see there was a lot of like love and compassion between the characters and like the char- certain characters like Cersei um like loved humans and mm-hmm. Ajax as well uh loved humans and then they also loved each other and even if even when they were on different ideological lines you still felt that love and compassion uh between them uh even if you didn't get like we talked about earlier like those huge big character moments i still like those small moments that they had uh yeah. between each other the, the weird thing is for me the acting goes from mad to good at times like like for example the uh, the guy who plays um icarus like he's just like stone-faced most of the time richard madden yeah and, and like you gotta admit like his face was like didn't change that much no like, it was pretty stoic but there's one scene where i was like again i think a dc writer just snuck in supposed to be out of man of steel but like when he takes ajax's body back and and he like lets out a, a beam and screams. Yeah. I'm like, that's that's the scene when he snaps Zod's neck, right? Like that's yeah. literally what I saw. Yeah. And he even shoots out the light. He even they call him Superman at some point mm-hmm. in time. It's like, like, I mean, they don't joke. About, I mean, they pretty much joke about that. But that scene was like, oh, there he can act. Most scenes aren't giving him much to do in terms of having an opinion. He's just kind of there saying, okay, we got to do this, we got to do that. Like everyone else reacts mm-hmm. to things, but he's just kind of like, okay, we got to go here now. Yeah, we got to go here. I don't know. If, and it's weird that no one notices. How like non-reactive he is compared to everybody else when people get bad news. Yeah, gotcha. <laughs> so, but yeah, like so again, and and also the actress that played Sprite was just kind of meh for me. Yeah, yeah, like all of her dialogue felt a little. We're, I, we're gonna talk about right, it, <laughs> but I, but but, I'm, I, but I put that more in the yeah. in, the, in the middle section yeah, because yeah. there was acting I liked and there was acting I didn't like, and so I'm kind of just putting that in there, like you know, leaves much to be desired. Yeah, the interactions between like Gilgamesh and Thena, mm-hmm. I felt were Great. really strong. Great like that. Um, even the very small moments between. Um, Makari and Druig, mm-hmm. uh, where they didn't go like too much into the relationship, mm-hmm. but there's definitely something, there. something going on. I think they even make a joke like, 
How was long this, has this been going on? Was this a thing? Yeah, and uh, so it was, it just those small moments in there were enough to just really make me like connect with those characters. Yeah, and I mean that, that those moments worked for me. So uh, again, their acting, perfect. Oh fine. yeah, great. Like like the the people that had solid ideals and like spoke their mind, I was generally I, I was generally behind. Jimmy mm-hmm. uh, Chan, meh. I would say, man, even though she was technically like the main character, like even though she was the main character. Yeah, I, I think they might have been trying to go with maybe a more big, exuding uh, personality uh, type of superhero. Yeah, she's, she's, she's definitely not the charismatic leader type. Yeah, yeah, and I just I, the thing is, I just wished I feel like I didn't get much. Of anything in terms of a right. personality, like again, like I said before, mostly characters are more ideals and personality yeah. types. And although she's the good person, I feel like very little stood on her opinion. Like what, like what was her specific opinion that I could that if I saw everyone's opinion, I could kind of connect it to the person of like this is their idea, that's that character's idea. For her, I'm like. It be Ajax. It could be this. You know what I mean? She kind of yeah. already had this kind of like humans are worth fighting for opinion. So. Yeah, and like I said, I, I think I think what they were trying to do is like have Richard Madden be like the extrovert, big, strong leader, and her be like the more introverted, quiet, which is leader, which is weird struggling. Say, cause but because he seems introverted too, right? He just, yeah, just like I'm like he's not talking to anybody generally. Like I think he cracks one joke maybe in right. the entire movie where someone just says something to him and he goes ouch. But like other than that, I was like. He's kind of stone faced, like he's very, yeah. and I feel like he's very standoffish too. Like even in scenes where they're all together, he's kind of like off, like on the side with his arms crossed, just kind of like watching everybody else talk. So right, right. So, so it's kind of like when you have two introverts as the leads, you're kind of like, all right, one of you needs to. There needs to be a straight man and a person that talks more. <laughs> yeah, I feel like they were trying that, but it just didn't work. Yeah, 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 for sure. And so the last one, the last thing I had was. Um, I, I did kind of like how they incorporated their names and matching their names with those, like, in our mythology. Yeah, Greek mythology. Uh, ba- basically, they, like, retconned our, our own mythology oh, that we know of, it. All of it. And, and in the movie. And I kind of love that because it was just, like, a fun idea. Mm-hmm. Did it add much to the story or anything? Nah, not really. It was just a kind of more of a throwaway line. Like they uh, said something about Icarus. It was like, oh yeah, Sprite came up with that in the fifth century. Yeah, uh, as a joke or something. Yeah. And um, and just photobombing history. <laughs> yeah, they're basically just photobombing history. And I just I thought there was something like cheeky about that, kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, that yeah, I, I, I did kind of like saw it. more of that. Right, like of them, because I remember that that horrible Wolverine movie, the first uh, the or- X Men Origins Wolverine. Uh, but I remember that really cool opening where him, you see him and Sabretooth living throughout history and fighting through all those wars. And I yeah. thought, and I, I kind of wanted something, maybe even just a little montage of like seeing things that they were doing throughout history, and not just the plot relevant points, just to show them, you know, through time, I guess, because they talk the same. Throughout all, and, and, and yeah. they talk the same thing no matter what. Like it's modern day, no matter what. Yeah. So it's kind of this weird, like modern day English, <laughs> <laughs> even seven thousand BC. BC. And it's just like, yeah, they talk normal. I'm like, and they all have accents that 
technically shouldn't exist yet. Right. <laughs> but okay. And and Makari's doing uh, American Sign Language. Right, and you're just like, <laughs> okay, maybe she created sign language. <laughs> Could be, yeah, absolutely. And may, maybe if they like did, like they started off with some kind of like eternal language and then they like go into English mm-hmm. um, but yeah they're just like no nah, we're all doing English we're all doing the same thing right? <laughs> we're, not, it's like, we're not gonna think that hard about this I think that hard about this <laughs> alright so you wanna hop into the other side of the coin sir let's do it alright so um, I'm just gonna hit mine right now it's the most obvious one that everyone's been talking about since forever and I said and only stopping the deviant is a stupid idea and I put it, and I put under it other things that could have killed mankind: Ice Age, Black Plague, Holocaust, Thanos. I'm like, there are other things, there are other mass things that can kill lots of people that will mess up your plan to bring a celestial that aren't just the deviants, like absolutely. And and it's like, no, just just those things. I'm like, that's it. Like, there, you know, there are tigers, there are other, there are diseases. Like, you know, plagues are going to happen. Things that kill. Thousands and thousands of people, so... I don't yeah, know. no, just events. <laughs> just, just, just Who are there to kill the dinosaurs, I guess. That's the dinosaurs, and I love the, the, the celestial being like... So, I told them to only kill the dinosaurs, and they kind of were like, but what if we killed the people, too? And he's like, I love the line, he said, there was a flaw in the design. And I was like, you mean your design? <laughs> your grand, <laughs> right? intelligent well, design? Because he said there's a flaw in the design, and I was like... Your ownership here that was your design <laughs> you fucked up <laughs> you didn't think that they would like evolve and he's like also he's like and then I created the Eternals which couldn't evolve because the Deviants evolved and I was like you've never you, you created the thought of evolution how did you like not know how it worked and where it could possibly go right you are a shitty god you're not good at your job <laughs> yeah you're just bad you're just bad at your job uh, yeah and going going further into the deviant storyline I feel like it just ended nowhere fizzled nothing fizzled like it was, I was it was ex- going somewhere but then it just fizzled out like, right I was expecting that it was gonna uh, it, it was gonna end up uh with the Eternals and the Deviants teaming up against Ereshem, their creator, and you almost have this like angels and demons Ooh. against God. Kind, yeah, it would have been, yeah, been great. Would have been a big thing, but instead they did something with Thena and be like, "Oh, you killed Gilgamesh. I'm going to yeah. kill you." Okay, it's like, I'm my sorry, character I'm, is I'm, redeemed. I'm, I'm, like, I'm sorry. Who were you guys designed to kill again? Oh, us. Right, the Deviants. Like, like literally. Like, it just made. I was like, and, what? And like, we're the bad guys for killing humans. Like, you created us to kill. Like, what do you want us to do? Like, you're punishing a shark for like doing what sharks do. Okay? Exactly. I'm like, that's. Come on, guys. It's just working off as its instincts. Yeah, and uh, I, I felt that their designs were a bit. I'm gonna say uninspired. Uh, uh, I would. I was gonna say unfinished. <laughs> well, no, but I kept looking them. Like some of them look like video game bosses in games, yes. and like Devil May Cry or yeah. Dark Souls. But like all I thought was a combination of Did you ever see Edge of or Edge of Tomorrow? I did. So those cool like creatures. Mm-hmm. It looked like a combination of those and those shitty creatures from the Tomorrow War. <laughs> <laughs> That are supposed to be the scariest yeah. thing ever. Anyway, they little tendrils and they shoot things. You know what I'm talking about? Yes, I do. It's a combination of those two things. <laughs> because they moved radically, but they had, like, you could see all the tendrils and yeah. stuff. And I was like, this feels like a combination of those two things. And 
there was an interesting idea there where it felt like um, it felt very Frankenstein, right? Like where this creation was realizing, like was learning to think and becoming self-aware that like, yeah. what, what am I doing? What, what's going um, um, was I created to do I don't want to what's going on here and then the moment he act that question I'm just like stop get up yeah, we're done here <laughs> we're done here no more no more we're gonna kill him see you later <laughs> I just imagine him like walking up and finally like becoming a fully like evolved human and he's like ah, 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 and as soon as he speaks I like, cut off his mic <laughs> right and, and once they did that I was like alright they're definitely doing this like yeah. they are going to battle uh, you know together to kill this celestial <laughs> <laughs> no, and then I was like, no. oh, no, they didn't do that at all. I guess I was making a better movie in my head. <laughs> damn me for doing that. God damn it, Brian. Why you always got to do that? It is a pesky habit to break, making better movies than you. Have. I know. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, uh, one thing I want to point out is how uh, the continuity in one specific scene was all over the place. Okay. So the scene when you see like them all killing each other, and it's like you see people on horses slashing. It's like nighttime, and you know, and, you're, and they're and they're in the woods, and they're just like, "All right, so we we're, we've killed almost all the deviants. Now we got some over here, and then we will have killed all of them. And then what's her name goes crazy, right? And, okay. and then they fight her, they knock her out, she wakes up, and they have their conversation about should they erase her mind or not, and and then they're like. So all the demons are dead now, and we can and y'all can just spread out and do your own thing. I'm like, you just said you still had a few more to take yeah. out, but in the same scene, you're saying they're all gone. But also in the background of the scene um, when they're in the mm-hmm. forest and they're watching a war, and people have guns. But then, just early, you see guys on horses with swords and shields. Yeah. And I'm like, what time period are we in right, right now? <laughs> Yeah. You know, do you remember what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, I do, do. Yeah, I didn't catch it at the time, but replaying it in my head. Like those were clearly guns, but I but I felt like I was just in Gladiator 2 seconds yeah. ago. No, it was definitely guns. I remember that for sure. I was like guns. Okay. When are we? And whatever and then just keep going. But, but, but then uh, they established they they have a more to kill and then they, the very next moment they're like, "Okay, we took them all out." And I'm like, "This is the same night, right?" Yeah, it's supposed <laughs> to be, yeah. Okay. Sure. So like like that fucking like a horrible editors like no one like did no one see this yeah I it mean, was glaring to me that I was like what when the moment that I saw guns just after seeing swords and shields and people riding on horses and I'm like did they not realize what time period yeah may, maybe they cut too much and you well, know well, no because they made a scene out of that but what's name was yeah. gonna walk up to stop them with his right. mind power so yeah. it was it clearly wasn't just a background cutaway thing yeah. it was a, it was a plot point so I'm just like that. Okay, that doesn't make much sense, but okay. Oh, what else you got? I felt like the pacing was all over the place mm-hmm. in this movie. I think it was partially, or a lot to do with, like, the flashbacks, um, you know, going for a hefty amount mm-hmm. of time. And then you have characters coming in and out for long periods of time. Like, you'll go, like, 15, 20 minutes without seeing um, Athena. Mm-hmm. Or, like, Makari and Fastos come in, like, way near the end. He doesn't come until, like, like the hour 45 minutes. Right, right. And, it, yeah, it's just a weird... It, it just... At some points it feels rushed, and at other points it feels way too slow. It's mm-hmm. just it didn't hit that balance yeah. that the pacing needs. There are definitely moments where I'm just like, no, slow down. I want to see more of that. Like you mentioned, Fastos, that that immediate cut to the bomb going off, like the, like the nuke and that beautiful shot of the mushroom mm-hmm. cloud, and you see him being like, I want to see an entire like 
scene around that, the build up to that, and him like seeing it and seeing like all of his like he his his ownership of like that being the the I guess I guess the final product of him trying to help mankind with technology is that they're going to make their own bo- like they're going to make bombs as powerful and then kill each other with it. And yeah, and they also didn't like that was supposed to like. Oh, that that's where he gave up on mm-hmm. civilization, on humans. Mm-hmm. And then, like, oh, but now he's married to a guy yeah. and, like, yeah, and, uh, has a kid. And, and it's like, the, that bomb goes off, but I was like, this is World War Two. There's something also horrible happening. This is the thing? The, the Holocaust? The six million Jews, gypsies, gays? All oh, that? That doesn't... There's a lot going on. But this bomb was the thing <laughs> yeah. that, like... Like, this bomb was in retaliation to something else. That's just literally just pure genocide, like, pure genocide for the sake of, like, some kind of Aryan wet dream thing going on, right? You're not wrong. You're not wrong, And I'm sir. just like, you're really inconsistent with what, like, will make you give up on humanity. Yeah. <laughs> and there's so much, but yeah. Yeah, and they never really tell you, like, why he's back in on humanity oh no his, it was it, like it was also in uh you know with superman where he's talking to his dad and he's like what what help you get what help you like have hope in humanity he's like i met your mother like it's when you have family yeah. when you have community that like you can that's where your hope can come from if you're so far away from everything and just seeing it as a subjective as a bunch of ants right yeah if you think a bunch of ants it's easy to say detaching me like they're all dumb they're killing each other they're idiots but if you have a family and you can see its potential and and you have skin in the game and you, you know what i mean then it's something different i guess i just felt like i wanted a little bit more from that relationship oh, to to tell me why mm-hmm. he mm-hmm. why that brought back mm-hmm. his faith mm-hmm. in humanity same here it, also, yeah it's also just, the fact that he's just like I got a family now, but I'm gonna let the world. Right? And I'm like, wait, you have something to fight for. Why do? You, why did you need your husband to tell just, you that you that you need to not let us all die? Yeah, I think they just wanted that moment. Be like, does it make sense? No, but it's a cool moment. Yeah, and I'm like, cool. Let's go well, with it. I'm like, it's like, it's like, oh shit, his husband needs lines. We need to give him something to do. He has to say something. Because something. I was like. If you're if, if they're gonna destroy the world and you're thinking yeah I got my family lives here now I got something to fight for but he's just like no I'm gonna just stay here with my family while the world gets destroyed yeah including my family <laughs> <laughs> which also gave me hope in humanity right this is a weird like contradictory loop so like I wrote this down I almost OD'd on exposition oh <laughs> yeah oh <laughs> this, dude this is <laughs> There is about, what, maybe halfway or so mm-hmm. in the movie, there is, like, the biggest <laughs> exposition dump I have seen in a while. Mm-hmm. It is so much exposition. I mean, I mean when she, like, sees uh, the Celestial and just explains everything. And his whole grand plan. <laughs> Here is everything the first time I meet you. Yes. <laughs> For me, it was, like... It, it like that was just like I'm like okay it's fine it's fine yeah. looking but for me it, it stood out when they literally explained their origin story three times to the audience <laughs> in the first half hour yeah. like they show it or like or like like they explain it in the opening crawl Star Wars style yeah then they tell us and then they show us and then after they get attacked by a deviant she explains it to Jon Snow again right. and I'm like. Why do you think we're that dumb? You yeah. need to explain to us that many times. It's not that complicated. <laughs> yeah, 
That's yeah, they did. They did say. Yeah, they did that. They did do that a lot. Yeah. So it was definitely super handholdy. Yeah, and like it, it's funny because they're dealing with such big ideas mm-hmm. that like you need to trust the audience for those big ideas. Not with that much money, Brent. Not with no, not but with but they but they do with <laughs> they some do. with it's some not, of the themes yeah. and stuff they're doing. They are trusting the audience are going to get this, but at the same time holding their hands yeah. with the exposition. It's, it's like that, sounds, that feels very executive. Yeah, like by committee, dumb it down. The audience won't get this. Like explain it again. You know what I mean? They don't get this part, and they're just like, I think they will. Nope. Explain it again. Put another, have another character explain it or ask the question. The audience is like, I don't really get that. I'm so happy you asked. <laughs> Let me explain that to you again. Or like when someone does something where they betray someone, and then someone has to explain it. Like, yeah, we got it. We know. We we just saw it, but then they have to explain it. Yeah, with words. <laughs> <laughs> like honestly, like watching it. This is my other thing I put on here. I put that the um, the Icarus betrayal was telegraphed in oh. a mile away. Oh yeah, it was. Like, yeah, I was like, oh, you mean the woman that's never sad about anybody dying? Like we get to we see her dead body. Two of them are crying, and one of them is just like, must have been a deviant. We got to get the others. You know, want to mourn our dead friend here? Yeah, no, we good. <laughs> Not to mention, there's that like part where oh, I have to tell you something, yeah. and then like someone something else got something hits him off. Yeah, thing. yeah. And it's like yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's always the I can tell you something, and then something interrupts it before it happens. Right. And I'm like okay, or like when they uh, there was an earthquake that happened in like the first half hour. Yeah, and they were like. They mentioned it being an, un- an unprecedented earthquake, and I was like, they didn't, it didn't do much, if any, damage. I mean, they went out dancing and drinking that night. <laughs> like, everything was fine. Like, I didn't see, like, like you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it happened, but they mentioned that it was unprecedented. Like, there haven't been earthquakes that have actually haven't done crazy damage, like there have been. <laughs> Yeah. And I'm like, oh, do you guys know what unprecedented means? <laughs> <It> <laughs> Not was, just there was an earthquake, I mean, that I, earthquake did I, that. I mean, it's definitely weird for London. Right. For I didn't sure. know it, there was it, a it, fault. Like, I, I would definitely there. say, that was weird. This is London. They don't have earthquake, but would you say unprecedented? No, I wouldn't, no. Say, I wouldn't say unprecedented, for sure. Oh, what else you got? I feel like some of the character storylines weren't uh, satisfyingly like, wrapped up. Sprite, for sure. Let's talk about Sprite. <laughs> Let's talk about Sprite. It's not just a delicious drink. <laughs> no. It is a small androgynous uh, child. Mm-hmm. Tinkerbell, one could say. <laughs> one could say Tinkerbell. Um, <laughs> they had interesting, uh, interesting story there with mm-hmm. her... With how she was, you know, young, she can't, you know, they had to move every five years because people noticed that she's not getting, you know, mm-hmm. older, and, like, she's just in this perpetual state of childhood, and she never gets to actually live her life. The problem is, mm-hmm. is it is not executed, either through the writing, through the acting, or through the direction, whatsoever. Yeah, I mean, I'm sitting here, and you I mean, you're saying it's not even executed, I'm thinking... Why? Why make her a child? It seems she's only made a child just for that conflict, mm-hmm. but for no other reason. Because I'm like, again, I asked about the uh, about the deaf speedster, and I'm just like, what what benefit is to there to your job to be deaf or to be a, or to have, have a tiny have a tiny body? Like everyone else are adults. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like it's just we needed a kid in this. Like I feel like again, 
more checking off of a list of things we need on the team. We need a kid. We need, you know, this perspective. We need this thing, this thing. And it's, they don't make sense world-building-wise. Right. If you're, like, if you're trying to design a super team that's going to do all these things, why would you, like, make... Why would you give them certain, like, certain ailments just... That seems like that would hinder what you want them to do. So... And her whole, like, oh, I'm, I'm in love with Icarus. And so I think I put right here, I put these words, Sprite Betrayal uh, was fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, I was expecting them to do something with that. Be like, oh, just kidding. And she, like, betrays him or something. And No. Were there, were there shots where she's looking longingly at Icarus? Like, man, if only I were in a goat body. <laughs> were those planted? I guess I guess Kumail Nanjiani's character comes in and just says, "Oh, I noticed." And I'm like, "Thank you for no telling us because yeah. I didn't. I didn't uh, see. I didn't see it. Like yeah. he, she hugs them like they're friends, but like I didn't feel yeah. like there was something going on there. That was so weird when they brought that up, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Where are you going with this? Because it could get creepy." Yeah, they were going. They were going into pedo territory. Yeah, even though they're all Eternals, it's still but. Yeah, but still, it's, it's not, weird. It's not good optics. At all. It, it's not. It's not good optics. And like I said, it's just there was something there, but it just it didn't work. No, it didn't work at all. And yeah, it, it kind of stuck out like a sore thumb. And then the immediate Pinocchio, I can make you a real boy at the end, right? <laughs> and I was like, okay, so the only reason why they're doing this. Is because they want this actress in the next movie, and we she's going to grow older. To explain why she's older. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's the only reason why. They, mm-hmm. And and the the thing I love is I have just enough. Just enough. I can only do it once. I have just enough just power enough. from the Unimind. Yeah, to only do it once. Why can't you like? You could do a bunch of shit with that power, mm-hmm. but just how does she know she has just enough power? I don't know. <laughs> There's a, a lot of like I, it was very it was very Deus ex celestial. You know? Yeah, <laughs> like oh I guess you guys, I guess we have this power now because before you did something you didn't know you could do and said I don't know if I can do it again but now you get it and you're like I know I, I know exactly how much I can do it. Yeah, you know? okay. I have this much power and ju- hey, just hey it's just, just check, enough just, just, to- check, just check the tank I got about thirty miles left. <laughs> The gas lights on. The gas lights on. But we still got some. And, still... and, and it's all downhill from the coast a bit. <laughs> but we got this. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, uh, Kingo, um, who was uh, Kumail Nanjiani, mm-hmm. he just like left. Deuces. He just, we... he just like Richard Nixon just puts up the two piece signs and just, I'm out. Yeah. And, and, I, like... and I did like how he left. Because yeah. we we talked about the agnostic character, yeah, yeah. where he was like, I actually agree with, agree with Icarus. I'm not going to fight my friends to do it. Exactly. I, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to fight you over my beliefs. And I was like, first of all, hey, isn't that a novel thing uh, these days? You can have different opinions, but you don't want to fight each other. Hmm. How about that? And not going to point fingers, but. <laughs> <laughs> not at all, not at all, not at all. But um, and then he—he's just gone. Like I didn't even realize until hours later, he's just gone. Yeah, but and, what's, but and this is another inconsistency with the with the mm-hmm. film is that he says even with me we couldn't we can't beat him, but they do just fine without him. Yeah, right. Like like just, without him 
they're doing just fine. Like, I, I didn't even know, how, like, how well Fastos would do in battle, because he's more the mechanic guy and stuff. Right. He's, he's holding him down. Yeah. He's, hold, he's holding out Icarus by himself for a minute. And so I'm like, what was this, like, you can't, like, what, like, I'm like, wait, so it isn't just Icarus as his OP. You know, like, like, like everyone can kind of, ch- kind of check each other to a point, mm-hmm. which I do like. Because I'm just like, what if one of you just goes rogue? Are the rest of you just screwed? So, like, because what's her name was just OP. She was just one-shotting him with her speed, and I thought that was just amazing. Just that to, was awesome. She was, by herself, she was just... So I was like, wait, you, you said, like, you guys all combined couldn't beat him, but I feel like three of you had it together. So, again, what, so I guess you could have helped and, say, and, and made it even easier. That argument for me was, like, either you just leave because you don't want to fight, but don't say you but don't say you can't help, especially when you show that it's... Yeah, it was a weird add-on. It's like, it's like no, that's a good explanation. Just, yeah, just, just, just leave see it. Drop leave, mic. Just leave, Bye-bye. leave it with that. Don't say, I can't help, because it wouldn't work. I'm like, no, it would work. Yeah, you still want I mean, to, and that's fine. Just say you, you don't want to help. You shoot energy from your fingers. Yeah. It'll help. <laughs> Line of the podcast. You shoot energy from your fingers. It'll help. <laughs> you know, I called him uh, in the theater. I came up with a name for him. I called him the um, the Pew Pew Eternal. I love it. Because right, because he's just <laughs> he's, he's got the finger guns. <laughs> he really is. But then like, but then like Samus from like Metroid or Mega Man, he has to trick and charge it up too. But he mm-hmm. has to like do like and let it go. I'm like, oh, this is he's like Mega Man. He just charges it up a little bit and it's, it's even stronger. That's cool. And he does lots of Hadoukens. <laughs> But yeah, man, uh, this was this was a weird balancing act of things. I of a lot of a lot of things I pointed out. That I'm like, that was definitely not well thought out. Other things you're just like, I'm interested. Keep going. <laughs> and then by the end, I'm like, son of a bitch, did I like this? Right? <laughs> <laughs> huh? Huh? All right. <laughs> yeah, it's like and I'm like Brian's gonna be shot. <laughs> I, and I was, because uh, I was I was coming in here prepared to fight, to fight yeah. as as always almost <laughs> when it comes to Marvel. Mm-hmm. With other things, we at least lately we have we, agreed. We, come, we always break bread and we're generally like, yeah, I see your point. That's a good point. Yeah, we end up you know like maybe one point off in terms of like one grade off or one number off like grading wise. Mm-hmm. But you're like, oh, that wasn't as bad as I thought it would be. But yeah. Yeah, and uh, yeah, this one we're we're pretty much spot on, and it's Marvel, and mm-hmm. it's just like whoa, but, but it's different. And it I, is, and I yeah. think that's why it works for me is that it's so far off the like it's because I got sick. I mean, I'm I'm sick of the jokes for me in Marvel. Mm-hmm. It's like Family Guy. Like you watch enough episodes, you kind of learn the pattern to the point that it's not as funny as it used to be. And they kind of just were running that pattern into the ground. So I could see every joke coming a mile away. So, But when I'm seeing this, like, oh, they're just taking it seriously. This is just a different story. It's serious. It felt it felt like it was shot differently, too. Because hmm. I feel like to a point, most Marvel films, they felt like interchangeable by director. Yeah, there's there's a, like a samey kind yeah. of feeling. Like, to, I, yeah. like I feel like the director of Ant-Man and the director of Spider-Man Homecoming could be interchangeable Absolutely. like th- there's no style there yeah. it's just studio <laughs> they're just like studio films but watching this I'm like oh there's some I feel like there's some style here that like like you mentioned like you know with Nomadland that like her like her, like like her eye for cinematography and landscapes translated in here and it was like it wasn't just like Marvel says no 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 you do our thing now yeah and and it's funny considering like first of all like this movie wasn't supposed to come 
out after Nomadland, mm-hmm. and and it was supposed to be before it, mm-hmm. and so she really wasn't a well known director. No. Now that she, ha- you know, pandemic happened, and then Nomadland came out, won the Oscars, big thing. But when she made this movie, she was not a well known director yet. She really was one of the few Marvel directors who, like you said, had their own style. Yeah, and, and, and like, like, you know, her, James Gunn, um, I'm trying to think of the Russos, like, Russos, like, yeah. like, like the Russos, maybe. Uh, Shane Black with Iron Man 3, definitely. Like, all, uh, yeah. like all of his staples are, are like, are there, Christmas, all that stuff, you know. Uh, the child that talks like an adult pretty much the entire time. <laughs> yes. Uh, you know, Joss Whedon with Joss Whedon more with his dialogue and mm-hmm. Peter Patty, you know it's a Joss Whedon movie based on the kind of jokes you're hearing and stuff. But then there are a bunch like you know, you watch Doctor Strange and you're just like, I could be any I mean, it looks visually cool with some yeah. of the spells, but like outside of that, like yeah, it could be anybody, you know, sure. like a, a lot of them could be anybody, but it you know, they're the handful that have a clear vision through the studio gloss right yeah which, which is hard to have your own style it, it is a gloss. machine it's a machine and with that much money uh it's hard to it's, it's hard to wiggle let alone move and like kind of steer the ship a little bit in some way in some direction that might be you know 10 percent new you know what i mean new territory a new frontier if you will yeah so but yeah do you want to you want to give a rating you got anything else you want to talk about no, I, I think I'm ready for it. Um, break it down. Yeah, so at the end of the day, I mean, just how unique this movie is for it being a Marvel movie, just the really deep philosophical um, themes that they go into that... I feel like you can watch it a couple more times and find a little bit more in there that I didn't get the first time. And overall, I just feel like, yeah, there's some flaws with this movie, but there's so much that is good and it is so unique to the uh, to the MCU. It is so unlike any other MCU movie. I'm, I enjoyed myself. I really liked it despite its flaws. And that's why I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10. Ooh. So, let me think. I think the way I describe this movie for me is the whole was better than the sum of its parts. Yeah, I agree with that. And, and again, there's so many parts. It kept me more than it lost me. But I did, but I did. you know, when logic hit, you're like, that doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. But then you're like, all right, let's just keep going. Let's, and then you're like, but I'm, and then you realize that 40 minutes goes by and you've been engaged for the past 40 minutes. And you're like, okay. And, uh, you know, I was sitting at like, um, I was sitting at a six for a while. Mm-hmm. But, I got these things called feelings that apparently <laughs> like came up in me, and they were just like, "Jeremy, you want to? It's a little elevated. Just raise it up a little bit. That's a little. Let's see. You're, you, I know you're. I know you're a Marvel Grinch, but you have a heart. And um, yeah, I think I'm. It's, I think I think I'm going to raise it up a little bit, and I'm going to give it a maybe a seven point five out of ten. I think that's going to be my rating. It's a seven point right. five out of ten. But wow, and, only a half and, a point and, off. And this is the worst reviewed Marvel film. Right? I was, I was like, go figure. There's all the like 90%, 80% Marvel movies mm-hmm. that you mm-hmm. just do not like. Mm-hmm. And we have gone round and round mm-hmm. on those <laughs> movies. Right. Well, yeah. Well, uh, thank you for joining us uh, at First Glance. You can find us on the Podbean app 
and you can find us on the Apple Podcast app. I am Jeremy McKinley. I'm Brad Powers. And thank you for joining us.